Hello and welcome to Geek Cinema Podcast, a podcast dedicated to geeky, nerdy, and fanboy or fangirl movies alike. My name is Everett and I'll be your host and welcome to our episode over M. Night Shyamalan's Split. We had just done an episode last week over all of his movies up to this one. So if you want to go back and check that out first, I thought it was pretty fun. It's about two hours, so you can listen to it on your long commute or at while you're working, whatever, whatever you listen to podcasts, go check that one out too. Anyway, before we start this one, I should say there are of course major spoilers for Split, so if you haven't seen the movie yet, get off this podcast. I don't know what you're doing here. Go take off whatever you're doing. What? Take off your clothes. Get into some nice clothes. Go to the theater. Watch Split. Then come back. Matt will even warn you a little bit later if you're not convinced by me. Also, there are major spoilers for Unbreakable, Signs, and Fight Club, as well as minor spoilers for Deadpool, Green Lantern, Dogma, Alien, Army of Darkness, Lady in the Water, and Robocop. Shouldn't be any too much for you, but just to warn you in case you care. I have nothing else to say to you guys other than enjoy the conversation. Uh, did you see the new Logan poster? Uh, like yeah, with just a close-up of, of his face. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I saw one with like him and his claws out and a little girl holding his hand or something. Yeah, like that. that was the older one. That was one. the old one, okay. Uh, but yeah, there's a new one where it's just his old weathered face and like you can see the claws coming across in front. That's cool. Shot. I haven't yeah. seen that. No. How do you guys feel about it being the final one? Do you think it's going to actually be the final one? I, I would know. imagine. I, I, mean, I saw um, his name just escaped me, but the guy that plays uh, Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I saw that he's like begging him. To do something with the Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that'd be great. That would be really cool. Um, and I mean, if he's begging him and it... I I could see that happening. I don't know. I mean, it maybe maybe like Hugh Jackman. Like I said, like this is it. Like, hmm. but never say never because like Sean Connery said that about James Bond after five films, came back for a sixth film, and then like eight years later came back for another one. Jeez, yeah. So never never say never. But right. uh, I mean, has Hugh Jackman been doing a lot lately, or is he kind of slowed down? Uh he's he does more stage work than I think he does anything yeah. else. I mm-hmm. mean, he did. Uh, he was in Chappie, right? Yeah. Okay, so he was in Chappie. Yeah. Um, he was in Pan, which <laughs> was panned. Ah ah ah! I never watched it. What else has he been in lately? I have no idea. He's in Lay. Yeah, that was years ago. Can't say it. But yeah, that was a while ago. Time just doesn't work well with me. <laughs> he wasn't. He, he had the cameo in Deadpool. Oh, oh right. Yeah, as the mask. That was awesome. That was. See, it's a teaser for what's to come. Mm-hmm. I loved how Deadpool handled all of the X-Men Origins stuff. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the action figure. Yeah, and that was one of my favorite jokes in the movie. Yeah. So... Uh, so that mouth shut. Oh, you don't want to do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever wonder what it would be? Did you see Green Lantern? No. 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 Well, one I day, did. one I day, you know, it. we're doing these terrible ones. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do that one. Okay. That was bad. Did you watch it? I did watch it. I watched it in theaters. I feel like the first half of that film is really good, and then after you get past 
the halfway point where he goes back to Earth because he comes off for his training and goes back, it's like a train wreck and you can't look away. And like <laughs> the demon looks like you guys haven't seen Dogma, but in Dogma, uh, there was a rubber poop monster. And it looks the the bad guy looks like a rubber poop monster. Man, I need to watch that because I watched like the first ten minutes, and every time I hear something else about it, I'm like, man, that movie must have got crazy after <laughs> got, the first ten minutes. It got wild. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So. Well, we just finished our our M Night. Oh God! Uh, yeah. Splurge. Good grief! That's watched. all I've been able to talk about lately, too. Like at work. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants to know your There's opinion. another guy that like I started talking to, and he's pretty much watched all the movies, and he ended up seeing Split the same night that we saw it. Hmm. So we talked about it a little bit, and it, it was funny. We agreed on a lot of stuff, too. It's just yeah. hard for me to find. I'm really curious to hear what you guys have to say about Split. I'm curious I'm, to hear I'm, what I'm about to say about I'm, it, too. Yeah. Because I, I haven't thought about it at all. I've kept it off my mind until this moment. And uh, you probably forgot everything by now, right? Oh yeah, everything about the movie. Yeah, no, right. I watched the two trailers for it before this. I haven't watched. And anything. first of all, man, I hate trailers. I'm glad I didn't see anything, uh, because it just gives so much away. Yeah, yeah. let like, me t- before we get into it. So, um, this is this is a sur- this is a surface issue, and it's something that I've seen a lot about with Split. Is that this movie deals with disassociative identity disorder, right? Mm. Okay, um, which we're gonna call kind of. DID for the rest of the movie. Well, it does. It, does, it deals with it directly. It's part of the subplot. Yeah. Okay. But it's like a more advanced version, though. Well, what I'm saying is that a lot of people would see the trailers that were terrible. A lot of people would see reviews um, or opinions of like footage that ex-reporter had seen or whatever and would come off um with a very bad view of the film because it mishandled the uh mental illness of Mm. our main character here Mm. and i will tell you that if you're listening you have genuine interest in this movie you would not be here listening if you didn't so if you've not seen split give it a chance because it handles it way better than what you've heard. Yeah. Way better than what you think. I think this film handles mental illness uh, of any kind probably better than any movie I've ever seen. Because not only do you get the point of view of the victim, you get the point of view of the doctor, and you get the controversy that we've heard in reality of does DID even exist? Yeah. That is a subplot of this film. So give it a shot. Like, otherwise, you're just judging a book by its cover, and you're kind of being like these people that are like, oh, DID doesn't exist. Well, you know, how do you know that? Yeah. You don't have it. Right. So, inspect and investigate the crime scene. Which is a yourself. big part of the movie itself. And it's cool. We, um, after seeing the movie, was it the day? It was the night of. Um, we were with a different friend, and she was saying that, like, she's actually going to school for counseling and all this kind of stuff. And her teacher was telling her, or t- telling the class, to watch the movie because um, minus the Hollywood-esque parts of the movie. Sure. um, A lot of the stuff was actually very accurate. Yes. So. Which is something I, like after we saw this. And that's from school people. (laughs) I started digging into it to see how accurate it was. And I felt like it was incredibly respectful. it's something I don't know a whole lot about. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. Everything up until the third act is very grounded 
and very much how DID could be with somebody. Yeah. And then in the third act, we go, we everything, it becomes Hollywood. Yeah. Well, I'm excited about this one because I'm interested to know where you, Matt, got the interest in the film. I'm assuming you you would you would evidently had stuff spoiled for you, right? Yeah, including one of the big twists of the movie, right? Um, Seth, you, I hadn't heard about the movie, hadn't seen any trailers, didn't even know this movie existed until it was that you wanted to do the podcast over all of his stuff, and then leading to this movie and then i think it was like the the day of i saw a movie and i saw its name and that's it yeah and i'm an m night nerd especially now after going through all these movies again seth you you liked all the movies except with the exception of the one the last airbender yeah i hated that movie (laughs) and as time has gone by i said some nasty things about signs and i didn't hate the movie as much as i i think it just felt weird because i had this extreme mindset before of it terrifying me mm-hmm. and then watching it the second time and then not being scared at all mm-hmm. maybe it was that extreme that kind of disoriented my mind it's it was still a good movie okay i'm sorry for what i said and matt do you like all all of, uh, so i like i like a lot of his stuff um i've not seen i've not granted i've not seen it all um but like my favorites would be unbreakable and mm. the village mm-hmm. um and this one too, but uh, and Six Sense, I've seen that one. That one's good too. Signs is great. Uh, I I skipped his After Earth. I haven't seen that. Um, Lady in the Water. I I did not like. I did not understand that film. <laughs> I was uh, I was I was I was like sixteen, seventeen when that came out, and I just did not. Uh, it was a weird movie, but it was, I, a, it was a very weird it. movie, and I didn't quite understand what his intention of the movie was. really wasn't his normal. I mean, really, he does something new with every movie. Yeah, that's but what we like, kind of talked about in the thing. Uh, like, it was he just very wants different. to do a different movie every time. He wants it to be a Twilight Zone episode, and, and uh, the critics do it not. It was very like fantasy. That. It was yeah. a very f- f- uh, myth- mythological. Because right. we always noticed well. when going through the all of the movies on our podcast and reading the, especially the critic consensus, they like to put him in a box after the Sixth Sense. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, 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 I think he's he not does... an in the box sort of director. Well, he's not. He, he is, no. but he's not. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, he has his own style. Style. Like, there's a like he's literally uh, he's literally said that every one of his films is a Twilight Zone episode. That's how he does his films. Huh. Uh, there's a there's a behind-the-scenes feature on uh, Unbreakable. And he says that direct quote. He's like, you know, because it was, it was right after Sixth Sense. They did Unbreakable. Um, and he's like, this is, this is my goal. He's like, every film is going to be very different, but every film is going to have that Twilight Zone twist, like, as if it were an episode. Except for The Last Airbender. Except for The Last <laughs> Airbender. There. I haven't seen The Happening. Uh is I like the happening. I think you'd yeah. you'd probably be interested because we discussed that one got slammed by the critics. Oh yeah. And when I first saw it, I thought it was okay in high school, and then after that, realizing how stupid it seemed. But then going back, and I found out he had a quote before it had been released when he was doing press for it. He said, "I think I made a fun B horror movie that people will enjoy." Yeah. And so his intent was made for it to be silly. I yeah. guess. Yeah, which he succeeded yeah. at. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, and then we got his return to... We got his return to kind of like his roots with the visit. Oh, my God. 
the movie has messed me up. <laughs> <laughs> I finally, I was thinking we discussed it on there. Yeah, me and Seth, <laughs> it messed with us quite a bit. Uh, but I finally got over it yesterday. I yeah. still am having weird moments. Like, it's not a constant thing. And last night I slept pretty easily, but like <laughs> at the same time I think I took some sleep aid stuff too, though. But it, it messed with Kendall too because we were going through uh, we were going through the theater the other night, mm. and there was a lady, and she's like, "Oh, look out! It's the lady for the visit!" Like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a scary movie. That was a scary movie. But the funny thing is, I'm. Uh, I've been a fan of him since Signs and then found out about The Sixth Sense and Unbreakable afterwards. Uh, but I didn't know about this movie until like two weeks ago. Interesting. And I was on Wikipedia trying to like write out my calendar for upcoming films. So I was on mm-hmm. uh, 2017 in film on Wikipedia. And I just happened to click highest grossing and Split was at the top before it was released because I guess it had a, a release last year in at some festival fantastic oh, Fest. fantastic Fest, yeah and so i guess it had already made a good amount of money from mm-hmm. that so it was number one and i'm like what is that and so i clicked on it and i'm like m night made a new movie <laughs> and it, i looked at the reviews and it was mm-hmm. like up there it was in the it was like 80 percent or something wow. like that uh, i think now it's like 70 bastards yeah they still hate him 74 <laughs> it's how they do after more saw it but Dickhead. I was, I immediately got excited. I'm like, I want to see what he's going to do. And I'm, I don't know if this had been revealed yet because the big twist of the movie, which we might as well talk about now that Matt already knew about. Did you, where did you get that information? Somebody posted on Facebook. Oh boy. So Like I was going through Facebook <laughs> and they were, they were like, holy shit, just got out of split. And at the end, it, Bruce Willis is there. It's a it's an unbreakable sequel. Why on like, earth? <laughs> that was their status, and I was like, "You are an asshole!" Yeah. Like God. Yeah, but actually, Gosh, at dang. the in the oh, did somebody edit it? Somebody edited it because the first part of Wikipedia, just the the little premise that it gives you, it tells you what the movie is and who stars in it. It had said before, just the other day when I checked, it said is a um, in-world sequel to Unbreakable or something like that. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm so glad I didn't see that last time I was on right. Wikipedia. Yeah. But that was great because we discussed it and listeners can go back and listen to our M. Night podcast uh, on our website. But Unbreakable is my favorite mm-hmm. by far. Yeah. Like I love all of his movies mm. with the exception of Last Airbender, but <gasps> by far unbreakable is my favorite so a, that reveal um actually it was funny i was watching you guys like i was leaving the screen but i kept watching you guys I was like come on well, this is it at one this point is well, i'll talk about what i was at thinking, one point in the I, movie because i thought it was just a just a psychological thriller and we get down the road and she's talking about how the body created this as a defense mechanism and so they could be better than us and i'm i thought could this be like kind of superhero-esque? And then I'm like, because he's done that with Unbreakable. And then later I'm like, I wonder if he could connect all of his movies. Like if there is some type of like universe, like a um, Quentin Tarantino type right. of thing. Yeah. And then we get to the end and he d- is, he does basically have superpowers at this point. Yeah. And I'm like, this could totally be the same uh, universe since that happened. And then 
at the very end, they give him the name, and the lady says something about him having uh, a name, kind of like, who is that guy they they put in jail 15 years ago? And I'm like, <gasps> and I, I immediately elbow Seth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, startled the crap out of me. Because I was so excited, and then it reveals, like you hear the voice, and then you see him. Oh, but yeah, um, I got I, chills. I I really did. I mean, I also had a, <laughs> you know, a bruise on my my arm. But <laughs> so I was watching this through the prism of already knowing of what it was. Right. There is lots of hints throughout the film that this is that he, in fact, the uh, James McAvoy's character is uh, uh, Mc, how do you say his name? Is a superhero or is a like. She's walking through the park whenever the um, his doctor, the first time mm. we see her out in the world mm. talking to her partner or whoever that man is uh, that she I'm 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 assuming like a work partner, um, and he makes the comment like people don't have people don't have superpowers, this is reality like mm. there are comments like that throughout the entire movie if you keep listening and I'm like. It's right in front of your face. Like I was thinking, I was like, surely you guys are going to catch on to it way before we get to the end. No. Um, but yeah, and then talking about how, you know, the mind could do it and uh, make your body do whatever. Yeah, but and it's hinted at, which to me makes the beast being a real thing one of the biggest twists of the movie. Yeah. And the second trailer basically gives that away when I watched the two today afterwards. Oh, I realized... Annoying. Because it basically says that he, the twenty fourth personality, is a real thing, and the beast is right. His, his yeah. body can turn into anything, basically. Right, and like the whole talk of like, are these people actually not broken? Are they in fact more than us? Mm-hmm. Talk like that, right. like unbreakable, like, yeah, broken, yeah, right, yeah. Like I mean, ser- seriously, yeah. like I was like, there it is, like it's right there. Yeah, um, which has just, to do also with the the differences between um all of a sudden i forgot his name but the hero and unbreakable david David dunn david David dunn yeah um i don't know there was hints all throughout the movie and i was just like are you listening guys like (laughs) i can (laughs) well like the way that my mind was going while watching it was at first just started out and it was i was viewing it from the point of view of watching a thriller movie Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um very dark themes with also some light jokes jabbed in there which it's so funny because like not, I'm not, watching it and they were like funny, but at the same time, like because of what was going on, like I couldn't it was, laugh. Yeah, you couldn't laugh. But everyone else in the theater, yeah, there had a completely several people laughing at a very every, every, inappropriate yeah, times, yeah. weird times. Because these girls are going through this traumatic event where this guy kidnapped them, and then he's acting really weird with these different personalities. Yeah, and there's just people. <laughs> He's a he's a nine year old now. Yeah, like, like I mean, uh, but there were not? some jokes that were thrown oh, in yeah. there, but yeah. not as much as those people were laughing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I was watching from that point of view for pretty much all of the movie, and it it was fitting in with that. I mean, of course, there were those elements that were showing up, but like it didn't it didn't click. Yeah, it didn't yeah. click until. He tr- when he transformed and you see the veins popping out of him, like I had this like weird like Bane like right, moment. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh my god! And at that point, the my way of viewing it changed from a thriller 
to like a superhero movie but without a superhero. Mm-hmm. We're watching a villain origin story. Yeah. yeah. And it was weird because I've never really watched a movie like that before w- with, a, I guess, a villain origin story. Um, just seeing it from the victim. What was Suicide Squad? I never watched it. Oh, all right. Ha-ha! <laughs> well, fine then. <laughs> yeah, but uh, even that's different because, like, the villains are already established, but and yeah. plus this is dark. Like this oh, yeah. is the point of yeah. view from like a victim who is literally like going through the sort of thing that Batman would eventually show up and disrupt. But you don't really get to see that because right. Batman's not there. Mm-hmm. Like so, it, it was just weird and awesome. It was really really cool. Yeah, mentally to go through the movie. So being the uh, you asked how I had heard of this. Uh, and being the horror nerd I am, like I keep up with all the things that come out at all the festivals. Mm. And uh, Fantastic Fest is a big one. They like for for this type of film in general, um, which I actually think this is where uh, Fantastic Fest is where they actually debuted uh, another Wolf Cop, the new Wolf Cop movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was super excited for that, and uh, I remember hearing about this, and I also listened to Shockwaves, which is a podcast, and it's produced by Blumhouse who produced this film. Okay. And while they don't uh they don't advertise their stuff ridiculously on there, mm. like they do mention it and one of the guys who worked on this film worked on uh was actually on the podcast quite a bit. Huh. And uh whenever I like whenever I started hearing little tidbits about it, I was like, oh that's interesting. But when I heard like it was James McAvoy doing doing this role with multiple personalities and how it was getting like incredible reviews coming out of the uh, festival, which your festival crowd is your hardest crowd you're ever going to face because these are the people that have seen it all Mm. and they are there because they want to see something new. Yeah. Um, And they're going to be your harshest, harshest critics. Um, So I was, after hearing all the like good news from fantastic fest, I was like, I was waiting for this. And Originally, it was actually going to come out last year um, at one point. Like, they were going to put it out around uh, Christmas time, and then they Hmm. pushed it to January, which is a good thing because around Christmas time, you have Star Wars and God knows what else to compete with, and this film would have tanked. But it's done amazing. Yeah. It it outperformed uh, the new Triple X film. Thank God. It now performed like a lo- uh, a dog's purpose. Thank God. <laughs> so it was uh, it was great. Like I am really glad um, it worked out this way. And yeah, seeing like seeing James McAvoy in this kind of role is oh my god, he did so well. He's somebody I will watch in anything. And I'll, like uh, ever since seeing him as Xavier in First Class, I was like, this guy. Like I really him and. Uh, Michael Fassbender, like both of those guys mm. that came out of that movie and was like, I will watch anything with either of you two in mm. it. Um, I still need to see Assassin's Creed. And Is you it... need to see Victor Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's beca- he's becoming the guy, uh, e- evolution guy. He's always evolving into stuff past humanity. You know? <laughs> right. Was there anything negative? Like, do you have any bad thoughts about the film? Anything you didn't like? No. I'm not, not from... No, I don't. Nothing think so. at all. Like, uh, there was just storytelling. Not, not even like I liked the way it was handled. But like while watching the movie, I was like, I gotta know. Like, um, 
can't remember her name, but like our basic main lead character. What was her name again? Casey. Casey. Casey that's right. You know, we get all of her back. Um, we get the flashbacks. Flashbacks. I called yeah. them. I was gonna call them back flashes, and I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. I mean, kind of. We get that a little bit, but uh, Seth is dyslexic. <laughs> I, I, it does run in my family. <laughs> um, and we get all these things. And, of course, that's how we learned that she knew how to tell that one girl to pee herself whenever he was, like... Right, yeah. Which was an immediate immediate sign that she had gone through some... Something. Awful stuff. So, yeah, I didn't I didn't think of it that way until uh, you just said that. Oh, wow. I just yeah. took it as uh, she was smarter. Um, I think so she... So she thought quick. She saw that he was OCD as he's sweeping the chair when she gets in there. So she's like, oh do this it'll be disgusting i mean i i I could see that for some reason my mind didn't go there like i I, my mind went towards like she'd clearly been in a situation either exactly like that yeah Yeah. and so she had learned that's something to deal with yeah they they always say to do i'd never i never heard of that before and i was like intelligent Uh, um like we see her progression throughout the movie and progression as in all the awful things that we've seen had happened to her and all the awful things that are currently happening to her. And then in the end, she's in the cop car. And we don't know if the uncle, like we didn't know up until then if the uncle was still around or not. And then we learn that he is. And she looks at the camera and she's got this look. And it's not necessarily a sad look. Like she's got tears in her eyes. It's more of a very determined look. She's like, I'm going to stand up I'm going to kill this dude now. That's what no, I no, in no, my no, mind. No, no. I, like, I don't know why. I, I took like, it as she was going to tell the cop. That's exactly I, what I took it as. Maybe. Yeah, I guess I could see that more. But like, maybe there's this viciousness inside of me after watching the movie. I would think she feels uh, unable to kill anyone after shooting a guy with point blank with a shotgun twice. <laughs> it's funny yeah. because in my mind, I thought of the opposite. Like, before when she was a kid, she didn't do it. Like, she had the gun, and she didn't pull the trigger. And then she went through all of this stuff till she was older. And finally Because she didn't. And, of course, she would have gone to jail and all that kind of stuff. What, as a kid? Well, maybe she wouldn't have. No, she wouldn't have. They would have done rape, like, uh, oh, okay. yeah. swabs and all that. So she went and... through all of that because she didn't pull the trigger then. And then maybe something would have, like, some sort of switch would have been flipped after going through that. Yeah, essentially what happened is there, just like your life, you can think back in your life just like I can think back in my life. And there are these certain crossroads we come to. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? If I would have went left instead of right, my entire world would be completely different right now. If I would have said one different word, it would be very different. And, and of course, she could have been thinking in a different way because she was spared from being killed in that moment, not to make a light of the rape, but at the same time, like if she would have pulled the trigger, then maybe he would have ended up killing her or maybe she wouldn't have been in there. I don't know. There's so many questions. And I think, I think at that range, if you get shot with a pump action shotgun, 12 gauge, like, I'm sorry, but you're dead. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like it. They did. There's not an answer there. And I really want to know like how her story, at least with the uncle I, ended. I don't know if we'll ever know that um, I don't know. because I don't know if she'll ever come back. Like I know they'll do Unbreakable yeah. too. Yeah, but and there's just something in my mind. I was thinking about it, and I was like, I won't be surprised if it ends up going in the way that I immediately thought of of her getting some sort of revenge on him. 
like some like news thing like in the background of Unbreakable Two saying like, yeah, victim uh, of this what, murdered. What I would like from her, if anything, is just a small cameo, whether just audio or just like a flashback of him like interviewing her for, because she's the only one who has information about him. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, because here's here's the thing. I don't think Kevin will go after her. No. After recognizing she's broken. So right. just because she ruined like everything he had going, he'll never go after her. So there's not really a reason for her to be in Unbreakable 2 outside of like what you just said. I can see it being something like that or maybe not even see her. You see the uncle and like maybe he's got, maybe he's being arrested and they find like, a bunch of uh, a bunch of like child pornography and yeah. Uh, I mean, it's on the news. You know, it's all over the news because maybe he was also something special in the community, right? Maybe he was somebody that David Dunn works with. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's all these ways they could tie it in, and it could just be on the TV or something, um, or you hear about it or see a newspaper, and there's your answer. And this is one of the okay. So like, you see a lot of. M. Night's films, especially his early ones like uh, Sixth Sense and Unbreakable, you saw character growth. You Mm. saw these characters grow, and it was awesome. It's something that set his films apart. But then you get to The Village, and you get to Signs. There's not... I don't feel like anybody in those films grow. Like... I feel like one lady goes through in the village, goes through a lot of like peril and whatnot. Yeah. But I don't feel like her character changed. She's not necessarily aside from the fact that she realizes she's been defrauded. Right. I can see that with the village, but I would argue against that with signs as cause it's taking Graham from this broken down character mm-hmm. to at the end, he's gained his faith again. Okay. Good point. It's been a while. since I've seen that one. Okay. Okay. Cause I don't remember that at all. Like, <laughs> But yeah, okay, so there and or like uh or like the visit, like there was no character growth in there that I There was for me. <laughs> no. <laughs> More like uh deplenishing character. Yeah, yeah, no, not really mentioned there. No, there was. So you saw you saw these you saw her character really grow and I loved the flashbacks. Um because I loved as and they hated were, the flashback. Well, here's the thing, right? Like we start getting it. And it was like, oh, these are generic, and these are. This is why. Like I was started. I was kind of starting to dock the film because it was like, this is going to have nothing to really do with it aside from showing that she knows how to hunt. And so by the end of the film, she's, she's going to be hunting him. him. Yeah. No, not even shoot him. Uh, she's going to hunt him in one way or the other. She knows survival. That's what yeah. I thought we were going for. And I was like, blah, like seeing it a hundred times. And it changes. It all changes. And I was like, oh, with that wow. scene. Yeah. The well, funny thing is I, I was kind of catching on to it a little bit once there, uh, the second or third scene, he looks back at her. Yeah. And I kind of was like, oh, is this going to be like a pervert thing? Like, yeah, he's giving me weird vibes the whole time. <laughs> well, he's but. very good at that because I've only seen him twice. One was on The Office and he's this jerk who basically almost or runs at uh, the character Pam Beasley with like his fists. Mm. And then in the new Pee Wee movie, he's this creepy guy in the woods. <laughs> All right. So, so, <laughs> so he, he's very good at those roles. I've only seen him in, uh, in orange is the new black and he doesn't play, he doesn't play a pervert. He actually plays, uh, if I remember right, his character's gay, but he plays a really hard ass guard. Like, 
Yeah. And he's just worst character on screen too. Like, so I was like, this is weird. And I couldn't place it until after we left the movie of who he was, mm. which was good. Yeah, that is good. Um, but yeah, so I, I just, whenever she told the girl, like pee yourself, like I was like, okay, like they mentioned at the beginning that she was a mercy invite mm-hmm. to the party and she's always causing trouble, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, like she's been through some shit and like, that's just kind of how her life, her life's been rough. Um, didn't connect the connect the two at all until we got there. Were you able to guess that the beast was not going to kill her because of the stuff that she'd gone through because mm-hmm. her life had been rough? I kind of figured. I yeah. had a feeling. Uh, I They basically kind of... Because you, they you, kept her, they kept her covered. I thought yeah. it was weird that they kept her covered, and her hair was always in the front. I was like, "There's something going on there." Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Like, I started to wonder. I was like, "Okay, like if there's nothing there, then maybe the actress just has something weird uh, with her shoulders or whatever." Yeah. But the way her hair kept falling, I was like, "That's very unnatural." There's something to mm-hmm. that. I didn't think it was going to be a, a physical thing. I thought she, when when he's coming down the hall and he's or he's hiding behind the pillar and he's saying how the broken are better than the other humans or something like that. I mm-hmm. thought she was going to go into dialogue with him and say something like, you think I've never been touched? That's what it was. He right. said the untouched. Yeah. And so I thought she was going to say, you think I've never been, or I've never been touched or something like yeah. that. Right. Cause I didn't know she'd have scars or anything. I, those were self-inflicted. Mm. A lot of those were self-inflicted. Like that's, that's what I got from them just by looking at like the the location and how uh how they fell on her. Mm. They were self inflicted. But that's just my opinion. Uh what did you think of the other here, let me say this. Um I felt like the the movie had a pace that was like I mean, it was insane. Mm-hmm. I it felt like it never slowed down. Yeah. Because we open up and we're at the birthday party. I was like, okay, there's like, this is interesting. Like, all right. And we immediately jump into the film. Like we immediately, yeah. like five right. minutes later, we are in the dungeon and it's like, whoa. Yeah. I did not expect that at all. Neither did they. Uh, yeah. Neither did they. <laughs> uh, what did you think of the other two girls? I, I feel bad. Like I was like, oh, those Poor girls are gonna end up dead in this movie. Yeah, I, I, well, I couldn't tell because his movies. I'm trying to think now. I'm going back through it, with the exception of the happening. People don't often die in his movies, right? Usually, everybody's pretty safe. So I was expecting them to all get out, maybe lose one girl. But I, I knew and, they and were it, both gone. Oh man, it made me so mad when I first see the first dead girl. I'm like, man, why can't just one of them survive? And then you see the other one lying on the ground. I'm like, oh yeah, she's about to die. Yeah, but, yeah, no, well, no. Like in my mind, like I guess from guessing things, like paying attention to the way they were acting, they're very frantic. They weren't taking the time to uh, like assess the situation, like uh, Casey was. Um, they were taking, like, they were finding little things and taking those moments right away without yeah. the proper, just taking that proper time to think about it and where she was trying to do that yeah. and trying to counsel she was trying to do strat- it, yeah. and they were just doing it and I'm like, they're going to die. <laughs> she was trying to strategize the blonde, uh, what was the blonde's name? Do you Claire. Claire. 
and the other one's name? Mar- Marcia. 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 Uh, I'm not sure. Hmm. Okay. One of those. Dead girl number one. I'll say Marcia. All right. Well, Claire was like, "I'm gonna. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this now." Like she was not thinking. She was just like, yeah. "We're gonna." We're gonna go ninety to nothing, and, and we're gonna one was we're gonna get out of here. And the other one didn't know what to do with her life. She was she was like, to "I'll follow you." No, yeah. I'll follow you. Like she had no, she was indecisive, and yeah. that's why you die. You are indecisive. Like if you were no, like yeah, I I the first one she came so close though. She was she she kind of had a good idea going into Vince, but then I'm like, well, everybody nobody ever survives in Vince. Nope. No, but, then, seen but she didn't die when he, when he finds Zach. her in the the locker. He doesn't kill her, and I'm like, okay, maybe this they are safe. But then the other girl when she runs and the she has the knife. Uh huh. I thought, okay, well, she's screwed because you don't run when you don't know a way out of this building. There could be walls everywhere, but I don't know. I I would not have – I think in that situation I would not be – I would not be running randomly, but I I would sure as heck be going every which direction to figure out what's around me Mm. more than I would – and what doors are unlocked and which ones are locked Yeah. uh, versus – like trying to hide in a locker, like hiding in a locker was a very dumb idea. I think personally, yeah. like the way that I I was putting myself in that situation, I'm like, I would have just stayed in the corner and cried or something. Like there's just a hopelessness between like, especially with the two locked doors right there. You yeah. Know? And, oh, the whole, well, see, I had my heart racing the whole time. Cause see, Casey had it right. She was yeah. trying to make friends with this person yeah. and like get the sympathy vote and get out, like find a way out. Like, make friends enough with one of the personalities mm-hmm. uh to get out and speaking of personalities 24 is what they say 24 is coming out right right so 23 24 is gonna come out we actually only see eight in this film mm-hmm. and then we see we see eight and we see kevin yeah um which i was curious if we were gonna see them all because i was that like, would have been a lot to, i was like, like i don't know how that's gonna work at all especially with just Two of them being in charge. Yeah, but I felt like it handled it handled the personalities really well. Like he he like his face would change too, and he would get into these different personalities. Yeah, um, I th- I thought that was fantastic, and I thought the explanation of how the personalities worked, where it was essentially everybody was in uh, like a room, a room full of chairs, chairs. Yeah. and whoever sat down in the chair with light had control. I really really like that. Yeah, and they give you tips. That something's up with, uh, with Dennis Barry. Barry. Oh, Barry! The well, first time yeah. he shows up because he's walking around just like adjusting Fixing stuff. everything. I was like, "Is the guy gonna rob you, or, or is he, he gonna rob her? Is he gonna really kill creepy her?" Creepy questions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, "What's going on?" Do you on? live alone? Like, yeah. no, don't, <laughs> don't answer. <laughs> she was answering all of them, and I'm like, "Dear God, lady." Well, they had had a relationship for ten years. Oh, okay, because. And you figure that out because she says it's been ten years since your last incident. Mm. So, I would and I would assume that. And he's also been like she, he's also been her kind of pet project. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's she is a doc, she was a doctor strictly for patients with DID. We see one, maybe two others. We see the girl, the blonde-headed girl, yeah. and I think there was another one that we saw. I can't remember. Uh, 
but we see for sure one other DID patient and you get the like it very much shows you that this this lady is uh is just for DID. Yeah. Um and she's their voice like Which did you like her, Seth? I did like her, yeah. I okay. I, I did like her and I, I mean, was like, I, don't th- I thought that she was st- I don't want to say the word stupid because, you know, maybe children will be watching it, listening to this podcast. Oh, yeah. But well, she I, was kinda stupid. She made well, a lot she, of decisions. She was, just, that, she was possibly over trusting. Yeah, she just made a lot of decisions yeah, the, that pissed me off. Well, she's known him for ten years. Like, that's how yeah. I. That's how I got. But that, even like, whenever she realizes that, you know, like he has the girls, I would. I mean, like I know it makes sense. My mind immediately went to get out mm-hmm. and get help. You're an old lady. What are you going to do? Right. You know, you're going to die. <laughs> Go. You're their only chance right now of getting more people in here to rescue them. And yes, the time was slipping. Mm. But like, yeah, still, they had a ticking that was clock. The, I mean, writing the name, that was the most intelligent thing that, that she did in that situation. Uh, just, uh, Seth was <laughs> because with the old she, lady. I thought She was she, a nice old lady. Okay. It was a nice change between she Because she played a character in The Happening that terrified Seth. I was going to say she's in oh, The Happening. The, oh, my yeah. God. I didn't, oh, she did a good job acting because I didn't notice. I was looking right. here to see what else I know her from, and I know her from Carrie. Right, right, right. A lot of these people I didn't know, but back to back to the doctor. Like, I feel like she was trusting just because of that relationship that existed. Yeah. Um, I feel like whenever she walked in there, whenever she made that, uh, whenever she was going to the bathroom, she knew she was going to die. Yeah. I feel like she knew she was like, she was like, this is, this is probably it for me. Hmm. Um, uh, because she has no weapons. She's no way to get out, but she's, she was determined. She could look around at the doors and suddenly there's lights on them and there's bolts on the outside that are bolted. Like there's something going on here. Yeah. Um, I think she knew that I, I, I took it as there was something going on there because she knows them so well. She can tell when they're acting strange. Right. Um, and she's a doctor, but at the same time, I would think she, she still has that trust thing and almost, uh, oh, when after he comes down the hall, she tells him this isn't right. We got to fix this. Right. And like she was, even though she was in shock from the thing, she felt like she could still convince him. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing. Like she just tried sad. to, because there are just like how this movie explains, there are the personalities don't necessarily know what each other do. And if mm. she could reach a good one, like Jade was one of the good ones. Um, I forget the other name. Of the Barry other. was a good one. Barry was a good one. There was another, there was another one in there. There was a good one that we saw just for a moment. in one of the videos, yeah. Uh, the, the history buff, yeah. Um. If she could reach them, then she would know, like, she she would be able to get out. Get yeah, get out and get some sense into this guy. Um. Did you guys notice or pick up that she had files on every individual personality, like it was an individual patient? Did you guys see that? No. I don't think I did. So we I start. Don't think I did. They had full names. They had full names. Wow. Uh. Because we see some of her files, and like there was a Barry, there was a Dennis, there was a, um, there was a Patricia, and Miss Patricia, Miss Patricia. Uh, there was something else. I think I think it was a Jade, but there were all these ones, and there was a Kevin one too. As we go over her files, just kind of like randomly, you get a better glimpse. Uh, this whenever Dennis actually reveals himself to her. Mm. Uh, but like we're watching this, and the names keep coming up. I was like, oh god, like those are all files on the personalities, like. It's interesting that she treated them as individual patients. Yeah, and you could you could definitely 
see that, especially when she was able to figure out that, or when she was able to convince him to be honest about who he was in the moment. Right. She treated him with respect and all that kind of stuff. Like, as, yeah. even though he was labeled as the bad one by all the other ones, like she was still like eager to like meet him and stuff. And of that's course. one of those moments where I was like, you're not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to die. Yeah. I kept thinking that, uh, I kept thinking he was going to kill her in her own house. Just from all the questions. Because he was asking those weird questions. Weird questions yeah, everything. And then he the comes back thing. a second time and then he reveals it. Like she gets him to admit it's Dennis and I was like, you're dead. Goodbye. Yep. Like, yep. Um, I thought the idea of uh, how she summoned forth Kevin, the actual guy, was clever. Like that's something I never had even. Yeah. Never yeah, heard. At that never point, knew. She, you could tell she definitely knew she was going to die. Yeah. Because after she sees he's capable of knocking her out, she's like, well, he was probably going to kill me. So then she, that was very smart on her. And yeah, to write that's that out. And he's been gone. Like he's not been in charge for years. Yeah. Mm. Thought it was 2014. I was like, Oh my God, that would, that would bother me. <laughs> like, let me come out sometimes. <laughs> but he didn't want to. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Like he didn't want yeah, to. They were his defense. Yeah. I mean, that kind of, that's how it works. Sometimes, you know, like you get into rough situations and you have to put on a personality or sometimes stage performers put on personalities because it's how they kind of get in the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. I definitely do that. When I'm in awkward situations, I usually become super shy. Right. Almost non-existent. It's just how we all, it's like different coping mechanisms that we all have and just some people take them to extremes. Yeah. Um, they become a monster that that popping veins and can climb on walls. God, that yeah. was whenever he was climbing on walls. That looked awesome. It did. That yeah, that it looked did. Awesome. It looked really really cool. Um, <laughs> I thought she was gonna say his name and he just fell back <laughs> onto yeah. his back. Yeah, <laughs> like a spider. I also thought, uh, speaking of that note, um, because it was kind of hard to read. Uh-huh. I thought she was going to like uh, have to say uh, a few different things yeah. before getting it right. Oh right, <laughs> like uh, like like Ash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Army oh, yeah. <laughs> Army <laughs> <of darkness>. yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess I should say, uh, speaking on that my expectations of this movie more and more as we go in also one thing that i was kind of expecting because with his movies now it's impossible to get it out of my mind that there's a twist coming sure and so i'm thinking because we're getting these flashbacks maybe at the end uh when he comes to take the beast comes to take casey she was gonna be like who's casey and be a different personality. Oh, and then, so I was that'd wondering be the big twist. that. Yeah, is that she has she has it too because she's been hurt, right, or broken. Mm. And see, like I was watching, kind of like that, uh, because if you watch the trailers, uh, it almost get to me. It gives off like a Fight Club vibe, which you guys have seen that, right? Yeah, I have a part it. of it. Okay, not the whole thing. Well, I'm gonna spoil Fight Club for you, sort of. 
I don't know if I'll ever even watch it anyways. Well, it's a great movie, and you should watch it sometime. <laughs> well, now, don't spoil it then. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Your main your main guy has multiple personality, uh, a split personality. Now I'll never watch it. I don't even care. You've had so many years. Um, you've had your whole life, Seth. Um, True. And in that, whenever... Whenever you see the personalities interacting with each other, you don't you n- people interact with only one personality at a time. And I was half wondering if that was going on here. Like what if the guy in the car is a projection by Casey and Casey is the one actually taking them somewhere? Like I kept watching for that to see like if they don't interact with Casey and uh, whoever happens to Dennis or whoever's in charge at the same time, there's some. That's the twist. You know what I mean? Like I, I went that route with twists. Hmm. Um, yeah, I was definitely. I was watching it like, what's what's the twist gonna be? Because I didn't, I didn't really think of that. I mean, I, I had like that weird side thought. Yeah. Um. The, I guess the twist is that he didn't end up killing her. No, the twist is that it's tied Besides to the unbreakable. unbreakable. That's the only twist. I was twist. trying to add, think of like a different twist. I, I don't think there's any real twist in this film, actually, besides mm. the fact that it ties in unbreakable. To me, anyway. Like, what do you there, think? Did, what? Uh, I thought there was three, which the one where he finds out she's broken is the easier one to see. Yeah. But then I'd say unbreakable and him uh, actually having him actually being the beast yeah. like uh, i yeah. wasn't because the whole time i'm thinking it, it's very small like five percent it could be he could have s- superpowers basically but the rest i'm just thinking it's just a mental disorder really because my my way of thinking was opposite mm. was like 95 percent chance that he did have superpowers, 5% chance that it was just in his head. See, I kept wondering what the beast was going to look like. Like, I, I was like, I was. Superpowers. I just thought of a scary persona. Yeah, I didn't even go. See, like, I skipped the scary persona. It was like, is he going to, like, turn into, like, a werewolf creature? Uh-huh. Like, because you called the beast, well, like, it's got to be something. It's got to be something. And he, now, kinda, he does mutate here. Here's one of. thing. Here's a question. I, because I didn't, until she actually in there when she's talking to Dennis finally after he comes out and he's talking about the 20th fourth personality or whatever uh did you take the beast as one of his personalities obviously that's the tagline yeah. if you saw that and or anything but uh i just took it as they there's some other creature separate that they're going to throw a woman to a pit or something like that and it's going to eat them cuz well, i didn't i didn't did you i get took that, it as a personality Seth? I took it as a personality, and part of it was because of the drawings and the painting, or drawings, I guess. Yeah, the drawings the in the wall. room of the big black thing. Because there's still a humanoid-looking thing. Yeah, the that's big. what the, the, the issue I had, I think, is that can't be him. It's impossible. Like, how is he going to turn black and right. have red eyes? I was confused. That's, yeah. I was confused, but... I don't. I didn't really think it was gonna be like a separate thing. But he did. He his skin tone changed colors. His yeah. eyes got bloodshot. Like essentially, he it became looked that. Good. Like yeah. really good. Yeah, it did look good. And he got really. I don't know if it's. I'm sure. I don't know. I know some of it's CGI with the beast, but he looked like he actually legit like got all muscled up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe he he. I saw. I was watching an interview with. He him looked especially muscly. He was kind of dressed in the dentist clothing except 
um it was the shirt was unbuttoned and he had a uh, wife beater underneath uh-huh. and he looked he looked pretty i was thinking that he, when he was wearing yeah. the miss patricia outfit with the dress he his pecs look huge yeah yeah and see like in the trailer that i saw i thought that was going to be like the mean personality mm-hmm. like the not necessarily the beast but like that was going to be like his miss patricia Miss Patricia she was, was going to was gonna be a scary mind. was going to be a scary scary Besides hateful beast. man, not Dennis. Like I was like, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, Dennis. Dennis was very interesting. Hedwig was it uh, was interesting as well. Right. Like, yeah. They played that really really well. Mm-hmm. Like, and the fact like the, especially the whole kiss, like awkward kiss thing like I was like that that's like a nine that is like a nine year old like yeah. that's really yeah. weird. He did great. He and I'm sure it, ha- it had to be so much fun for him and them. Oh uh, yeah, acting like I was watching the girl who played Casey. Uh, what's her name? And Anya Taylor Joy. She was talking about how it would have been so uncomfortable with if he was a method actor, because right. that would have just made it so awkward for them seeing him stay in all these different yeah. characters the whole time. Because she was saying it was just fun, like joking right before the takes with right. him about them. Yeah, because I mean, you think about those roles; like those are some scary roles. Because I mean, like yes, there were some supernatural elements towards the end and stuff. But like the scariest things for me are the things that you know actually happen in the world and could easily happen mm-hmm. around you or to you. And like the thing with rape, I mean, you hear about that kind of stuff all the time. Like, no, it hasn't happened in my life, but like I hear about it, and it's very scary. Right, it's got a very you know kind of vibe to it, and I I hate look, watching. I don't. I mean, I hate it. Yes, but like, the kind of stuff creeps me out more than more of the supernatural stuff. So uh, this movie had a lot of it. It had abduction, rape, abuse, uh-huh. like the scene with the mom and the hanger coming out. Like that scared me. That gave me you know chills just I'll seeing it. Yeah. yeah, murder. Murder, yeah. Um, and those are cannibalistic all murder. Yeah, you, that goes more into the supernatural. No, it for does me, not, for me, it was more <laughs> in the yeah. supernatural. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like the mo- like the the horror movies that I like are fantastical. Like whenever yeah. you get those are easier to. I, watch I don't like I don't like films that are all about torture. I don't like films that are like too much like reality. Like that's yeah, that's, that's like scary. everyday life. I'll turn on the news. That's instead. how I am with video games. Some but I, it took me forever to play Call of Duty because I, oh, I there know. weren't enough uh, lasers and jetpacks for me. And yeah, I remember you saying that. You said that a lot too. Yeah, I don't. I don't do the Call of Duty games, just because you die too quickly. It's annoying. It's a very frustrating game. <laughs> That's what happens if you play Halo online. Too. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. This movie could have easily, if McAvoy was not in top form like he is here, this movie could have easily nosedived. Mm-hmm. It could have been terrible and really, really campy. Well in this movie. Yeah, which I had seen the girl before, but it didn't click with me because she had blonde hair. And the other thing I'd seen her in, mm. uh, and it was a period piece. It was called The Witch. The Vivitch. The Vivitch, huh? The Witch. I still need the to Vivitch. see The Vivitch. I hate when I, like everybody's like, "Oh, it's doobies." Really, it's a guy. It's just a stylized <laughs> no, W. It's the Vivitch. Idiot. I mean, that makes so much sense. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I just love saying it that way. <laughs> fun to say it's a lot of fun i don't know if you'd like that one or not you know you, you think it'd scare me i don't think it would scare you you think it bore me i don't think it would bore you but i think it's one of those things like it's it gives you a glimpse into reality back then 
and mm. it could be too much like reality. I think it'll scare you. There's there's uh-huh. few there's a few supernatural moments in it, but overall it plays out like a day in the life, and some really? of it is, can be quite terrifying. Hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm I've been very curious about this movie since hearing. About you should it. watch it. Trent watched seen it. it. Is Trent, there an old lady in it? Trent liked it. Have you seen it? No. Okay. Trent liked it a lot. I watched the trailer, so that was enough for me. I will tell you that I uh, <laughs> I thought it was just okay. Really? Like it was just okay. She was fantastic in it. Mm. All of the actors in it were fantastic, mm. but I don't feel like it paid off. But that's another. It's a story for another day. Yeah. Mm. I do love my period pieces though. This was probably made for a million dollars. Is that is that right? Nine million. Nine million. His third cheapest. Interesting. It was nine million because we have a very, I guess maybe for the effects because we have a very tiny set. Like this yeah. is a, this is a one room horror film. Really. Yeah, I was surprised mm. how much. Which I guess now with those effects probably the advanced mint in uh, CG and whatnot. Now we can do so much more with nine million. But I mean, he did his cheapest was the visit for five million. Okay. Second cheapest was Wide Awake for six million, which Wide was Awake. the uh, drama film he did before the six. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never seen that. Hmm. What's his most expensive air- Airbender? Yeah. Yeah. One fifty. <laughs> All right. Well, besides <laughs> besides Airbender, what's his most expensive? Uh, directing. Yeah. Yeah, not including Stuart Little here. Lady in the Water. No, Unbreakable. 75. How much was Lady in the Water? 70. Are you fucking kidding me? Poor that guy. movie hangs out at a hotel or at a, at a really yeah. cheap apartment. I mean, it might have been the CGI from the wolf creature and they did eagle. Have a, lot of, a lot of CGI in there. Yeah, there's a good amount. I guess uh, I don't remember any. There are like, parts that the CGI looked that. really bad, and there are parts that the CGI didn't look too bad at all. Actually, I need to rewatch that one. Like I just, it was a very weird, very different movie. Um, and they had probably built a lot of sets because they had a lot of different rooms, mm. apartment oh, yeah. rooms. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys figure out this was in a zoo no. before we got the review? No, did you? Yeah. In fact, at the How? very end scene, I'm like, "What? Why? Why is there a cage in this place? That's kind of weird." I was thinking, I, I, I didn't know what to think. Uh, whenever they start getting out, or whenever the one girl starts to run, like there was a, uh, I don't know what it's technically called, but it was like it's a pole with like uh, a rope on the end that they used to grab. Mm. animals yeah yeah, yeah. I guess. there were would have there were a couple of those over by that. the lockers um he starts can. giving random facts about animals and in hedwig's room there's all kinds of animal pictures everywhere and i'm like this has got to be a zoo oh. like we got to be we've got to be somewhere really secure hmm. i didn't think zoo immediately like i thought more of like maybe a wildlife like preserve area um so i wish like i would have gone on that it was a, it was a neat surprise though yeah, but I didn't pick up that it was a zoo until, really until then, but I had my suspicion. Hmm. And part of me thought whenever he would transform into the beast that he would transform into something, like I had the, I had the werewolf kind of idea, but I also had that what if he would turn into somebody's worst fear, mm-hmm. something like that, and so she would see her uncle. Ew. I don't know. That scene, like, ah, uh, whenever he yeah. doesn't play well you know oh. oh yeah it made my stomach turn I was yeah like, nope. i felt sick watching that 
Didn't bother me that much. You heartless bastard. I don't know. Uh, I think I saw it coming too much. I mean, it's just a, like a, there's an anime that I watched recently called Erased, and if you like anime, you should watch it. If you don't like anime, you should still watch it. But like, it had a lot of a lot of those dark elements to it, like abduction and, and whatnot, and like. Even though, even if you see it coming, or even if it's mentioned and you still see it, like it just, it make it. I think yeah. because mad and it grosses me. I out. think the only time, um, like messed up stuff like that affects me is when it's gratuitous. Mm. Like, yeah. if somebody off screen is shot, no big deal. If somebody on screen is shot, I'm I, my stomach turns. But mm. Have you ever seen RoboCop? No. In RoboCop. Whenever the guy is on, officially on his way to becoming RoboCop, hmm. it gets my stomach every time. It is like I will watch it and I will have night. Since what happens is he gets caught by the this drug lord gang and they blow him to bits. And it's mm. gratuitous. It's over the top. Yeah, you watch his hand turn into like jelly, mm. and I have nightmares every time I <laughs> after I watch that scene about like that. I've happening. seen the the Family Guy re rendering of it. I've never seen that. I, at one time they just had it on hmm. but yeah uh speaking of you've never seen that maybe we should maybe we should do that for here it's playing uh midnight at circle soon hmm. and by soon i mean like i think it's april <laughs> but uh hmm. be fun to go so that you can have nightmares i can have nightmares we can talk about it yeah did you guys have a favorite personality hedwig hedwig Hmm. In fact, and um, I'll say my favorite personality and my favorite scene is the first time we meet Hedwig. Very unexpected. When they, they wake her up, and I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, They're like, creepy Casey. And they, they look terrified, and so she looks down, and he's just sitting there. And then he starts chatting with them. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what is happening right now? Right. Which is exactly what she was thinking at the time. But then she's so smart to start like just having a conversation with him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was very resourceful in this movie. She's a very cool main character, like very likable. Uh, which I kind of made me think of Tin Cloverfield Lane. This movie, so I really want to show that to y'all. Yeah, I'd be up for that. Do you have a favorite personality? Favorite scene? Favorite scene. I really like the scene when he first transforms into the beast mm. and he's like running and like you have this like your heart's beating faster because you know he's coming after him but you get to see him and you're like oh my god this movie is completely different than what I thought it was. Right. The tone change That's and That's what everything. I mean like the third act is like yeah. This, yeah. It, the mo- whole movie just changed. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. Because uh, I don't really watch a lot of thrillers, and like watching his thrillers, I've I've enjoyed them a lot. But like it all of a sudden became more of a movie that was up my normal alleyway, right? So that was all really awesome. But I don't know, the whole movie was really good. Personality wise, um, we didn't get to know a lot of personalities outside of the three: mm-hmm. Hedwig, um, Miss Patricia, and um. What was, it? was it? Dennis? Dennis yeah. and Miss Patricia and Dennis weren't likable, and Hedwig, like he had some scenes that were likable, and he also had some scenes that made me hate his guts. So I don't, I don't know. I I liked Kevin. 
he came in and and, and like was like kill me yeah yeah and it it was heartbreaking mm-hmm. and uh, not that it, I don't know like it's sad really sad and it was. It, I mean Dennis's um point of liking him was like you get to know a little bit of what Kevin was going through with his mom and Dennis being like like I was his his defense mechanism like she didn't hurt him and she wasn't mad when things were clean so that's what I did right and so you get to know a little bit more about that like none of these it wasn't created to be like a bad thing like no he was just he's trying to get away yeah he's a, he's a tragic villain here yeah which I I like I like those kind of stories. Same, yeah. I really enjoyed uh, what we saw of Barry and who Barry was meant to be. I liked Barry a lot. Yeah, um, he's supposed to be the likable one, I think. And probably my favorite scene is when she discovers all the personalities on the computer. And like at first, I thought it was gonna be a throwaway. Like we'd see all the files, and I was gonna be like, "Guys, did you catch that? Like there were videos of all the fi- all the personalities." Mm-hmm. Like I liked that, and the fact that they all had their own separate video diaries yeah i thought that was really cool yeah and we didn't get to hear a lot like we heard some in like passing i thought for sure mm-hmm. that was gonna play out somehow yeah i thought that we were gonna hear his full name i mean i guess it like did. maybe kevin's that's place where we, or something. that's where she found the keys that's right yeah, yeah. she was watching very uh, yeah i thought it, we were gonna get to kevin's video and he was gonna be like if anything ever happens just say my full name and then he was gonna say his full name but then i remember that she wrote she wrote something it down and it would have right. been his name it takes a lot. Uh, my a lot of pro- my problems with uh, horror movies that come out in the theaters is often they are they're very streamlined. They're very one note. Like we have Resident Evil mm-hmm. came out today. And we are recording this on Friday, and that movie is what that movie is. It's zombies and it's explosions, and that's your. There's a new horror film. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. like. The best kind of horror is stuff like this, but oftentimes this stuff is confined to Netflix or direct to uh, DVD or something like that. Um, so there's very few that catch that catch my eye. Uh, the visit was one of them that caught my eye back whenever it was being uh, shown, which is funny because it was another M Night. Uh, Krampus caught my eye, and then this. And last year, uh, Green Room. No, like uh, I was trying to think. There was one. There was one studio produced horror movie that really caught my eye. I can't remember what it was. It wasn't The Witch. I'll tell you that. The Vivage <laughs> was not that. <laughs> <laughs> don't, I don't know. I don't don't know. breathe. No. Uh, That's all I know. <laughs> oh, Lights Out. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Lights Out. Lights, Lights out, out really caught my caught my eye, and like I was like, wow, like that's a. I don't know. It feels like. And especially after the success of this, I think studios are going to, we're going to go back to like the early 2000s where they were taking more and more chances with their studio produced horror films. And it's mm. not going to be so much the indies anymore. Yeah, I noticed this was his first one that Universal Pictures has released. Mm-hmm. Everything else, he's, he's very, he doesn't have a studio home. Well, it's released over here because uh, I thought Universal released Unbreakable in the UK. Maybe, yeah. Touchstone took care of him through from Unbreakable through the Village. Okay, and then he's had been with he's used Various Columbia, Paramount, Fox. Huh. He might do, or for a while he was going to do uh, Tales from the Crypt, a remake. Hmm. He he's had. We didn't talk about it much because we had a nearly two hour podcast for that one, but we didn't get to talk about him very much. But he's had a lot of offers for. 
you know, adaptions that Mm -hmm. just fell through. That's the hard thing about Hollywood, like... Screwed up Avatar The Last Airbender. Well, I mean, you can, like, they might do a sequel to that. Did you know that? What? They might do a sequel to that. No, don't touch it. Uh, Yeah, they might. They they are still talking about doing a sequel. Oh, my God, that'd be such a mistake. Um, What can they do? They butchered it. I mean, like, you look at... You look at a movie like The Crow, and I don't know if you guys have seen that, mm. but they've been trying to do a new full-on Crow movie since like 2004, and they've attached director after director. I think at one time, uh, Del Toro was attached to it, <laughs> but it fell through. Like, I mean, it's so easy for things to fall through, and Tells from the Crypt was going to happen, uh, but because of like some apparently c- complex rights issues, it fell through. But it was going to be a 10-episode uh, miniseries. Oh, okay. That would have been really cool. But he was going to direct every episode. Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. I mean, he's... He loves the Twilight loves Zone. loves the Twilight Zone, so the anthology yeah. thing is right up his alley. Right. I don't know. I'll be curious to see where... I'll be curious to see where he goes from this. I want to see... I want to see The Beast versus David Dunn. I do, yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. That's something I, I wanted to mention. Like, um, he was wearing... A work outfit. Yeah, it still place. looks. It still looks the same place. Same place. I wonder. Uh, like my mind is racing towards like, what's his life like right now? Oh, I was thinking that that before this, um, we mentioned it on the last podcast. Uh, I had been. I don't know. I think I'd searched up his name, and it said M Knight's next movie is Unbreakable Two, mm-hmm. and so I was like, hmm. And so I clicked on it, and I mentioned just the a quote on it. I think it was Consequence of Sound, and they said uh, his quote was something like, "My next film, or I'm ready to do. I'm writing, working on Unbreakable Two, and that's going to be my next film." And then it said, "If you don't want spoilers for Split, take that as it is." And so, net looking back now, that makes so much sense, right? Because <laughs> yeah. uh, why it was confirmed, but I was thinking. After reading that, maybe where has he been all this time? Has he been still being a superhero? Yeah, because I was wondering. I was like, or well, did he give it up? He after must have known Mr. Glass that. Away? Like, yeah, that's what I was wondering too. Because like he probably saw. I mean, we also saw that he doesn't go after everything, right? Yeah, and a lot of it is based off of like touch. Like he sees what they've done, and then he goes after him with that. Like surely he saw this on the news before. Like the the girls were kidnapped. Mm-hmm. But maybe right. that was just not enough for him to go off of. Well, this or... movie had a really short clock. Like, this movie, I yeah. think, happened in about 24 hours. Yeah, I guess that's a good, that's a good point. We don't really know, actually. No, it... actually, we don't, hold on. It happened over a week. Because we yeah. see him at the first appointment, and then he says, I'll see you I'll see you in a week, my normal time. Yeah. And but, no, he, but he, he emailed her in the middle of the night sometime. So maybe f- somewhere between, like, he kept showing up. Yeah, a couple days in a week. It was at least it, it was at least four four days, I believe. Yeah, at least so probably a week. Yeah, but they don't report you missing until you've been gone for forty eight hours. And we saw the reports when she was in her office. Right. So yeah, dang. So yeah, my mind was like, was was this just something he wasn't? to task for because he didn't have enough information yeah, I don't know. About yeah like, I'd love to find out more in the next movie I'm yeah. stoked I mean not only David Dunn is such a cool character and because it's a different superhero 
than right. we're traditionally used to, especially now. I mean, because it's only in the end that he embraces the the, the fact that he is. Yeah, and I, obviously he finds out in the end of Unbreakable that he it, was created. it's his calling, basically. But right. we also find out in the end that he was created in several villainous acts. Yeah. And maybe that left like a bad. That's all what I always felt it. at the end of the movie. He puts away Mister Gus, and he's like, "That guy is a kook for sure." I mean, even though he did right. save those girls. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting because Unbreakable was made at a time where no superhero movies. I think we'd only had X Men and Blade at the time, and Spider Man right. was coming. Um, but it was a time where studios were afraid to make full on superhero films. Mm. And that's why we ended up with Unbreakable. And it worked. It was great. It was amazing. So yeah. they could turn the next one into more of a full-fledged superhero film mm-hmm. if they wanted. The I don't feel like that fits the tone. I hope he still go. He still uses the same... Uh, trench coat? Or, yeah, uh, trench coat. Whatever it is. Rain, uh, yeah. rain, uh, poncho, whatever. Right. The Broken <laughs> versus The Unbreakable. Yeah. I uh, Mr. Glass has to show up, too. I'm sure he will. Yeah. Prison scene. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Or he gets out, or I don't know, what do you do? Like, his main purpose was to create. <laughs> was to create him, yeah. Yeah, I don't feel like he can be the... I don't feel like I he can be the, beast, the villain. The Beast is really, in my mind, what makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the Beast be would the be villain. the main villain, but, like, yeah. Mr. Glass can't... I don't feel like he could be. He might get advice from Mr. Glass. Or something. Yeah, that's all I'm seeing is him. He meets him in prison and gets advice. Yeah, but in prison, but when? Because Kevin never went to prison that we know of. No, 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 no. no Mr. Uh, Mr. Glass. David Dunn will go to Mr. Glass to get like for maybe advice, advice oh, because like he's the comic. He's book. the comic book nerd, so yeah, he's he has a very all the comic book esque villain. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ex- super because, excited. Because I mean. So David Dunn is unbreakable, and the Beast is broken, unkillable, and unkillable. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. And and the f- one cool thing is because he's unbreakable, that he he'll have something against him too. Well, yeah. The 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 horde. That's a scary name too. Yeah, I like yeah. the name. Yeah, it's cool. The horde versus. Is is unbreakable his name? The unstoppable force versus the immovable object. I don't think so. Yeah. Either way, it'll be really cool. Like that scene with her and the gun and him walking and her shooting him and him saying like gun isn't gonna do anything. Like in my mind I was like, God, we need like something to come in. <laughs> Batman, where are you? <laughs> you know? And right. then the ending. I cu- yeah, I mean like Knowing where what happened, what happened, like I was like, does he break in? Does he, like <laughs> does he, he come falling through the with ceiling? His, like, his poncho? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> how's it gonna play out? Yeah, it was good. It was really good. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, we talked about uh, in June, mm-hmm. we had an episode over late sequels. This is quite the oh, late Jesus sequel. Christ. Fifteen yeah. years, sixteen if we're going off wide release, right? Yeah, it was really funny too because um, I there was one manager that was working and he was a training manager and I told him that I watched it and he was like, yeah, I like a lot of M. Night Shyamalan's movies like Unbreakable and I really want to see this one. I was like, go see it. You'll love it. And then another worker came up to me and he was like off in the distance. He's like, dude, I saw Split 2. 
man, I couldn't believe that it, that it tied into Unbreakable. And I was like, shh, you idiot. <laughs> it's like the person <laughs> on Facebook. Close. It's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I was like, don't be God, saying that kind of people. stuff out loud. And he was like, oh, no, but nobody else was interested. And I was like, that manager over there literally just had a conversation with him. <laughs> right. God, people. Uh, I thought it was funny. Um, in this movie, M. Night was not in The Visit, by the way. That was his that or after earth or the visit were his two uh, that he dropped out but he we was got him back in after this earth. yeah we did for uh she's like you look a little soft <laughs> it, what was what, what was funny the only like one of the few things i knew about this movie before which was very few i didn't even know i knew split maybe split personality or he could literally split in half mm. and become two people right. i didn't know but this is what i didn't know is on wikipedia m night is um credited as Jai Maintenance Man and Hooters Lover. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was funny. That uh, was funny. It fits. It works. <laughs> but yeah, this is a good movie. I wasn't knowing what to expect. All I knew was that it had to do with somebody with uh, split personalities. That's it. That's yeah, all I knew. And like the 23 going on 24, like that's total market speak. Like I don't remember seeing a preview at all that had had mm-hmm. that in it. Hmm. Like I saw... I, I, uh, it was the plot synopsis that I saw that in. Yeah. Twenty three and twenty four starting to come out. I was like, what? What? Yeah, that's what it says in the poster. I think the poster looked really cool, but the one on the Wikipedia that looks yeah, sweet. that looks cool. Yeah, that was the like I want that. It looks awesome. I mean, that kind of gives it away, but still. yeah, it says something like Kevin has twenty three distinct personalities, and the twenty fourth is coming, or uh, something like that. Interesting. I mean, it sounds cool and it looks cool. It gives it away, but. Yeah, you look at the poster, you know his name. Yeah, true. Damn it, Kevin. Kevin Wendell Crumb. <laughs> yeah, I did not notice that that said Crumb at the end. Yeah, I, was I was like, well, to... good luck with the last name. Yeah, like... yeah I was <laughs> looking at like, oh, God, she's screwed. Yeah. <laughs> that little lady, she's struggling. Corrupt. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Oh man, that scene where he snaps her. Smart, he'll figure it out. <laughs> that was that was that sound bothered me. Which one? <laughs> the one where he <laughs> crunches her in oh, with that bear hug. Right. Kevin Wendell. <laughs> hey guys, thanks once again for listening to Geek Cinema Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, subscribe to us on iTunes. If you did, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or your podcast app and join us next week for whatever we're doing. Then we don't have it quite planned yet. We've got some things that we could do. Either way, subscribe and you won't have to worry about what it will be. You will just get a ding from your podcast app or a ding from your iTunes and it'll give you the new episode. So, if you want to hit us up online and give us suggestions for movies that we could do, or you want to tell us how great we did on this one, or you want to be like, I don't like this podcast, fine, tell us in person, um, well not in person, over the internet, on facebook.com slash geekcinemapod, twitter.com slash geekcinemapod, or at instagram at geekcinema, or on our website geekcinemapod.com. And we will see you guys on Wednesday next week.